The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. I'm just about that action, boss. And welcome to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, June the 20th, the dog days of summer. Football can't get here soon enough. I am your host, Moneyline Mac, and I'm back, and I am joined by my co-host, partner in crime, Mr. Old Fashioned Football, J-Mark Football. What is going on, brother? Hey, man, it is hot out here in Iowa. Um, I worked outside all day yesterday and so far up to today so if i look like a mess that's why uh <laughs> how's it there oh you know it's raining so hopefully this uh the internet doesn't Lucky. go out or otherwise you'll be flying solo the rest of the episode <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah no and so uh yeah we're we're in the you mentioned it's hot in in great midwest of iowa we're in the dog days of summer i think we're about 70 days from college football, which means we are about 80 days away from NFL when we get Lions Chiefs. Can't get soon and soon to hear enough. I can't talk. Um, <laughs> but you know what? There's drama plenty in the NFL. And we'll start in Buffalo where the drama seems to never stop with Stefan Diggs. Um, I obviously had the fallout here recently where he was at the facility. He wasn't at the facility. And they thought he was there and then he wasn't there. Um, what are your initial thoughts on this? Uh, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, uh, Sean McDermott scenario, basically kind of a fallout from that AFC divisional playoff set where they kind of were just punked by Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals in embarrassing fashion. Yeah. I mean, I hate when players do this, they don't show up for the team and put in the work like everybody else, whether it's pay or their role, whatever they're unhappy with. Um, it gets old fast, right? I mean, I get it. You're, you are one of the better receivers in the game. You want to uh, be properly paid and recognized for that, but it's a job. You know, one of the things I don't yeah. like is if they underperform, it's not like they're like, well, we're going to knock your contract down because you didn't perform well. And uh, so I always think it's funny when they do really well and they're like, well, I actually want more money. But um, it's just, it's unnecessary drama. The team doesn't need it. If you want to be one of the best teams in the NFL, you got to cut that shit out. Could agree with you more. And what, what we're talking about is Stefan Diggs kind of just stormed out of uh, mandatory mini camp, which is the – Period right before training camp. It happens about four, five, six weeks before they finally report back in August. Some teams late July. Um, it kind of stemmed a uh, little background. It stemmed from that playoff loss to Cincinnati where Stefan Diggs didn't think he was targeted enough, I guess. And he was visually upset on the sideline. Uh, he, he did have 10 targets. He just only had four catches for 35 yards. Uh, the game before that, I mean, he against the Dolphins where they almost were upset by 
uh, third string quarterback Thompson. A, I mean, he was targeted heavy in that game as well. And for also Stefan Diggs, this isn't the first team he's had a drama situation with. Um, kind of forced his way out of Minnesota, and that's how he ended up in Buffalo for all those picks, which they later used on Je- Justin Jefferson, ironically. And, yeah, I, I, we're going to rank the wide receivers, our, our top ten, and maybe talk some better receiving cords and give out some over-under props for the season. But it is ironic that we're talking Stefan Diggs' drama on the wide receiver episode because he is going to probably be in both our top ten still. Yeah, and, you know, whether you're targeted enough or not, it's about yeah. the team winning, right? So, like, yes. get over it. And if you're targeted 10 times and only catch four passes, well, you're, you're probably going to be targeted less or not be the top target. I mean, it's not like they don't have other playmakers on that team. Gabe Davis is a good wide receiver. Um, Dawson Knox was stepping up towards the end of the season. Now they've added Dalton Kincaid. I mean, they have playmakers, so he needs to get that team first mentality going. Good. Yeah, I'm with you, Jay Market. I mean, we just saw a situation too in Kansas City where I'm not saying Tyree Kill was a complete cancer, but he they, they were not seeing eye to eye at the end, and that's why they moved on from him. And Patrick Mahomes had career highs and everything last year, so they didn't miss him at all. I think wide receiver is easily the position that you can replace the most. I I, I know that people would probably argue running back, but I think the depth of talent at the wide receiver position. Because I, I mean, we're going to rank our top ten. You could have made the case for about twenty guys now. Yeah. And every time, every draft, you just did your mock drafts. It seems like every draft, the common theme is, man, this is a loaded college uh, football class for the NFL draft because these offenses have gone, offenses have gone more to an open style, spread out, throw it all over the, throw it all over the yard, and it all started with Mike Leach, ironically. So, yeah, no, I, I I'm with you, Jay Mark. I. I I'm not a bit. I'm not big into these guys making seen it at, at, at mini camp, and so that they can get more money, or they're bitching about not being targeted enough. It's just, it's not good for the team. Agreed. So, yeah, we will dive into our top ten, but I got to get us paid and pay some bills. And we are brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you truly a sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing, um, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts and, and make you have a less stiff restriction cotton area. I mean, summertime's here. Pull. Everybody wants to get at the pool. Show off. Show off some thighs. Show off some legs. And you know you got to get your bird dog shorts fixed with the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches you to slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement which is critical for us guys um bird dog uses the anti stink sweat uh fabric that keeps your cool and dry all day long so yes you don't have to wash it every single day and keep that odor out of you um what athletes that use some uh bird dog shorts i mean maybe stefan Diggs's. i don't know maybe that's why he's upset so yeah check out bird dog shorts man They, they got a great product it's great for the summer and you do so by going over to go birddog.com slash pull and enter the promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pull for a free Yeti style tumbler. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. That might be why Stefan Diggs is uh, upset because he, 
he can't get his bird dogs. Maybe his bird dogs are back ordered, so he's he's <laughs> he's got a little t- tightness in the groin. Maybe you should call Sean Watson. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving along to important things, Jay Mark. Uh, we're gonna rank our top ten wide receivers. Before we do so, was there anything specific that you took into consideration when ranking these wide receivers? Kind of, for example, like with the quarterbacks, I was like, I want to see you do it for more than a year for my sample size. Yeah, um, really when I was focusing on wide receivers, it was who is almost matchup proof, you know, who can go against those shutdown corners and not get shut down. So that was kind of the top thing. And then also you have to consider that a really good quarterback can make a wide receiver better. So if a guy's doing it without a really good quarterback, I weighed that a little bit more towards their talent and power rankings. How about you? Pretty much the same. Uh, I, I think quarterback is such a big thing. Uh, we, For example, a guy like Terry McLaurin, his production is really hard to measure versus a guy, for example, like we'll say Justin Jefferson. I, obviously, Justin Jefferson is going to be higher on our list, but when you have consistent quarterback play and you're constantly targeted and you have other weapons around you that can open up the field, your stats are going to be better. So it, it, I think you take into consideration all the different quarterback plays of these guys when ranking the top 10. And like you said, matchup proof. So with that said, I'll turn it over to you. Um, let's go, let, let's go uh, one through 10. So who was uh, at the top of your list to lead it off? So I had a lot of trouble between one and two. I'll, I'll preface yeah. with that with that, but I put Devontae Adams um obviously he put up huge numbers when Rodgers was throwing to him everyone everybody wanted to see okay what about when Carr throws to him Carr targeted him almost 50 percent of his throws and the defense still couldn't stop him he still put up huge numbers so um I had to put him at the top he's he caught 100 yard or 100 passes 1500 yards 14 touchdowns he uh, averaged 2.45 yards per route run so, I mean, even when he's not getting the ball, he's making enough yards up per route. Uh, I, I couldn't – I really wanted to put number two at one, but I flip-flopped back and forth, and I ended up putting Adams at the top there. I was as well with Devontae Adams at the top, and and I know that the Raiders had a down year when he goes over there, but, I mean, his production did not drop at all going from – back-to-back MVPs with Aaron Rodgers, because that's another thing that I took into consideration. Devontae Adams was a big-time part of Aaron Rodgers winning back-to-back MVPs in 20 and 21. He leaves, and that offense took a clear, clear step back. Uh, They clearly missed him this year. So that's why I had Devontae as well at one. And and Justin Jefferson, uh, we talk about all the time, the uh, production back-to-back years in the league ever since he's come into the league three years ago with that, uh, Stefan Diggs trade, he's been nothing but a production machine, 1400 yards, 1600 yards, 1800 yards. But I think it's, he's more of a friendly offense than, uh, Devontae Adams has been. So he's number two for me. Number two for me as well. Justin Jefferson. Um, it, it's almost too early to say, you know, he's a great wide receiver, but, he's shown so far that he's a great wide receiver. And if he keeps on this path, if he can continuously put up seasons like this, he's going to go down as one of the better wide receivers that has ever played in the NFL. 
I agree with you. It, it, maybe it's just that we want to see it one more year before we crown him number one. But yeah, you and I, we're seeing eye to eye on one and two. Where did you go? Let's let's round out the top five here. Where did you go? Three, four, five. So at three, I got Jamar Chase. Um, one of the things that was hard putting Chase at one or two is he's got an extremely good quarterback. Joe Burrow yeah. is very good. So I did consider that. Um, number four, Cooper Cup. I think a lot of people forget because of his injury just how good and how uncoverable he is. Even when Stafford targets him nonstop, he still does well. And not to mention, he looked good with Goff throwing to him. And then number five, I had to put the cheetah, Tyreek Hill. He's just yeah. so fast. Um, it's it's hard for teams to cover him. He's a, got all the speed, and he makes huge plays. Who do you have three three through five? Yeah, I, once again, we have the same three, four, five. I'm in a different order. Um, I went Tyreek because I was very impressed with Tyreek um, going over to Miami and improving his stats and, and his production from – going with Mahomes all the way to Tua and then Bridgewater, uh, Thompson. So it was kind of a revolving door at the quarterback position. I thought they were able to stay in the playoff race in, in big part because of the Cheetah and, and Jalen Waddle. Um, Jamar Chase was number four for me as well, uh, or he was number three for you, but the same reasons where I wanted to put him at like one or two, like from a talent standpoint. And, and I know that we, it's like fresh in our mind at him dominating a playoff game. So he sometimes recency bias, but I also, like you said, he's got Joe Burrow thrown to him. So like he, he kind of gets knocked a little bit just because he's got an elite quarterback um, compared to Tyree kill and, and Devonta Adams that went from elite quarterbacks. Yes. Aaron Rodgers was elite in 2020 <laughs> and 2021 uh, to non elite situations. And they elevated their play and elevated their, um, and kept their teams in the race. And then I was with you, Cooper cup. I mean, I know he had a down year, but he got hurt the year before that. He almost had 2000 yards uh, in his first year with Matt Stafford and, and was the main reason other than Aaron Donald, him and Aaron Donald that they won that super bowl. So Cooper cup comes in at number five for me. Yeah. He was the uh, triple crown winner led the league He's or the team. Yeah, led the league in receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and catches. Just nobody could stop him, even when you knew he was getting the ball. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, how many receptions did he have that year? He had 145 on a, on 191 targets and almost 2,000 yards. Yeah, that's, crazy. That, that, that's pretty uncheckable. So I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten about him just because he got hurt, but that's that's the NFL in a nutshell. <laughs> All um, right. Where did you go after the top five? This is where this is where I think it kind of gets tricky because you got some really talented number ones on these teams, and I think you can make the case for any order. Where did you go for uh, your number six wide receiver? Well, if he keeps the drama up, he's going to keep sliding. But I had to put. Stephon I think Diggs I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Stephon Diggs' drama aside is a, a very good wide receiver. Granted, he is helped by. Josh Allen, obviously, but he did well in Minnesota too. Um, he puts up huge target numbers and converts those. So it's just all, all that drama is kind of getting in the way of him being a top five guy for me right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually, same reason I dropped Jamar Chase a spot because he gets penalized for having an elite quarterback. I actually want AJ Brown number six. Yeah. And I, I just think that the way he was able to leave Tennessee, he was very consistent his three years there. He was able to elevate 
Jalen Hurts into an MVP candidate and have an unbelievable monster year in Philadelphia and, and primarily a rushing attack system too. It's not like Philly was opening it up like Kansas City and Cincinnati and throwing the ball 50 times a game. Uh, A.J. Brown is in his inaugural year in Philadelphia, 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns. He took that I – th- I thought he took that offense to a whole different level this year. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just piggyback right off that because I have him at seven in my next spot here. Um, I agree. He really helped Jalen Hurts take that next step forward. And um, this year you're going to see – so next year when we're talking about power rankings, this is going to be DJ Moore right here because he's going to help Justin Fields (laughs) have his MVP year. Um, But, no, Brown I think is the main reason. Nothing against Hurts. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but I think Brown is the main reason that he was able to transcend his game the way he did last year. Yeah, no, I mean, we're agreeing a lot. Maybe three and four, flip-flop, five and six, or six and seven, because at seven I had uh, Stefan Diggs. And it was the same reasons, kind of – penalizing him a little bit for playing with Josh Allen. Um, maybe the drama recently is not fresh in my mind as well. But, I mean, the production with Stefan Diggs, you, you can't argue with it. I mean, whether he's in Minnesota or he's in Buffalo, he's been a machine. Um, looking at his, last, his three years in Buffalo, 1,500 yards, over 1,200 yards, over 1,400 yards, and he parlayed that on top of uh, two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in Minnesota where they were always good. Yeah, for sure. And we got a little bit of activity in the chat as well. Um, Nick Fortune, no, Matt Ryan will not be playing for the Redskins. So he will not be throwing Terry McLaurin the ball. So stay tuned. Scary Terry may crack our top 10. Uh, We are through one through seven, but I got to step away one more time to get us paid because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball player props. So many ways to win over at Underdog and active in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPM for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And yes, Thank you to everybody watching in the YouTube, hopping in the chat. Get over to YouTube and, and at SGPN NFL, our YouTube page. Um, all right. We got our last three spots. I will give it to you. I'll give you the honors uh, for eight, nine, and 10 to round out our top 10, and then we can open it up for discussion. All right. So eight should make you very happy. I got scary Terry McLaurin here. Um, he's just, he's a really good wide receiver. And he's like, we said, he has not had great quarterbacks throwing to him, but that hasn't stopped him from putting up numbers. So I think that's important at nine. I have Debo Samuel just because of his versatility. That guy is not only a good receiver, but we saw two years ago when they play him at running back, he's a really good running back. Um, so it's just his playmaking ability in general. And the argument can be made that even though he's in a friendly offense, He's not really had great quarterbacks thrown to him. And then at number 10, I had to go with Mike Evans. Um, he's not – you don't think of him as often as like this power wide receiver, but he's super consistent. Um, he's caught more than 65 passes and at least 1,000 yards in all nine of his seasons, and in six of those recorded eight or more touchdowns. That's an extremely impressive stat. Um, just 
very consistent. I did not realize until I was doing this research and thinking about these guys that he had been that consistent. Yeah, I, I think Mike Evans is like the most forgotten guy in the NFL. So I, I'm with you. I actually had Mike Evans at eight just because of Mr. Consistency. Um, I'm with you. I had Debo at number nine, uh, the, the, the evolving door of quarterback. But he's still been able to elevate his team. And he's more than just a wide receiver. They're able to use him in different ways, uh, jet sweeps, screens. We, we saw two years ago in that NFC Championship run over 1,400 yards. Um, just completely put the team on his back. And then rounding out my top uh, 10, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with the homer pick, but I really don't think it's a homer pick because I think Scary Terry honestly could be higher on this list, but he's been kind of screwed because he's played with – I don't even know how many quarterbacks it is now. It's like 10 or 11, <laughs> whether it was uh, Case Keenum in, in his rookie year uh, – at one time, you had Dwayne Haskins in there. You had Kyle Allen. You had Taylor Heineke. You had Alex Smith. Then you had Ryan Fitzpatrick for a for a cup of coffee there. And, uh, oh, even, even Carson Wentz. So, yeah, Scary <laughs> Terry's had his fair share of wide receivers, but three straight 1,000-yard uh, re- uh, receiving season. Sorry, we, we're not used to 1,000 yards in Washington. <laughs> but I think the biggest knock on Scary Terry is uh, – his touchdowns. I mean, he's only had five, Mm -hmm. five and four in his last three years, but that goes all back to the quarterback, not being able to deliver him the ball. Cause he is open. I can tell you he's open watching the games. So I I think there's a mutual respect among uh, corners around the league at how good a talent uh, Terry McLaurin is. I I watched actually uh, whose show was it the other day. It was the Eagles cornerback slay and, and, and those guys. And they were talking about, Man, that guy Terry McLaurin, he never stops running. He, he he's probably the most underrated guy to check in the NFL. So, so we basically to recap, we had the top same top ten just in different yeah. orders, which is crazy. When you we we both agree that there's probably twenty guys that you can yeah. consider for this top ten. So I'm gonna just go ahead and say that means we're right. Oh yeah, well <laughs> we we're always right, and that's why people tune into the NFL Gambling Podcast. Um. So we we did this on the quarterback show and the running back show. Who is a guy on this? We'll, we'll start this down in the order. Who's a guy in the bottom half of the top ten that could make a jump and be a top five guy next year on your list? Having this discussion in June twentieth of twenty twenty four next year. Yeah, um, I think for me, I had AJ Brown at seven. I think it's mm-hmm. him if he can have another great year. Uh, where he leads that team in receiving. I mean, Devonta Smith isn't a all-star, but he is a good receiver. Um, but if Brown can continue to get the targets from Hertz and continue to make Hertz look really good, he's somebody I could see creeping up there. Uh, that, I think that's a good one. Uh, I think Terry, to be honest. Yeah. If Eric Bieniemy is the right combo with Sam Howell and – they take this offense to another level. I think we could be talking about Terry McLaurin as a fringe top five guy going into next year. If he's able to, instead of get out of that 1000 to 1200 yard range and push 1500, 16, a 1500, 1600 yard season. Because the other thing with Terry, there's other guys where they can't really double him as much anymore with Jahan Dotson, um, Curtis Samuel, the tight end room as well. And they're able to run the ball. So uh, I'm hoping that this is the discussion that we're having on June the 20th <laughs> next year. Um, next question on this list, 
out of the top 10, who is a guy that you were looking at and being like, you know, I thought about putting him on my top 10, but I think he's a year away from being a top 10 guy. It's going to be a complete Homer pick, but DJ Moore, um, I've made the comparison when, when Josh Allen got Stefan Diggs, his passing got a ton better. When Jalen Hurts got AJ Brown, his passing took that next step. I think DJ Moore can be that guy for Justin Fields. And if he does, especially with how criticized Fields passing game has been, I think you can consider putting him in the top 10 because aside from a down year last year where the Panthers were a mess, he's had some really good seasons, thousand yard seasons. And so if he can help elevate um, Justin Fields and, you know, become one of those thousand yard receivers for the bears, which they don't have very often, then I think you have to kind of start considering him. I think that's a good one, especially with the expectations coming into this year for Justin Fields expected to take another step. I'm going to keep it in the same division, but I'm going to go to the Detroit Lions and I'm going to go with Armand St. Brown. I think <laughs> I, 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 I like <laughs> the way that Ben Johnson runs this offense, um, the way that he uses, utilizes Armand St. Brown. And clearly, clearly Jared Goff loves throwing to Armand St. Brown. Um, he's heading into his third year. So this is kind of that sample size that we're talking about. We want to see it for multiple years of you being a really solid and, and continue to grow as a receiver. His rookie year where they were expected to not win a game, which is Dan Campbell's rookie year. Um, he had 90 catches for 900 yards and five touchdowns. Then the next year, he, they take another step forward, go nine and eight. A big part because he had 106 receptions for almost 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. I, and they can utilize him on reverses and screens. I, I think Armand St. Brown could take a big step this year if the, it, with the Lions and propel himself into the top 10 next year. Boo. Totally disagree. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if he can continue looking good with Jared Goff throwing to him, I, I get it. Um, I like Nick Fortune here says he listened to me last year and picked Kyle Pitts in fantasy football. Those are tight ends, Nick. We're not talking about that right now. Um, out of your top you got 10. screwed by Arthur Smith. Right. Out of your top 10, Nick asks, do you see anyone dropping out of the power rankings? I mean, if Diggs doesn't show up for the team, um, he's somebody I could definitely see dropping out. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, no, I, I think Stefan Diggs could be a guy just with, with all the drama. Maybe Mike Evans, if uh, they take a big step back with, with Tom Brady. We talked about all his consistency, but... Baker Mayfield's throwing him the ball now, so or or uh, or Kyle or Trask. Trask, yeah. So, <laughs> so he may. He, you're right. He may take a step back. Um, to speaking of taking a step back, let's look at some season long. I'm pulling up my book right now on over under for passing, or sorry, over under for receiving yards. Um, I'll just run down through the list, and we'll make our case for both. There are a lot of them actually, so this is good. More action for. For all the D-Gens out there, we'll lead it off. Um, <laughs> this is a good one. We'll go to Baltimore, where Odell Beckham <laughs> is on the team now. His oh over-under is set at 575.5. Which seems low. And I know they say they're going to throw the ball more. Yeah. But this is still a running football team. They're yeah. a run first, throw later. Lamar's going to run. Um, I... 
I find it hilarious that J.K. Dobbins is sitting out right now because he wants paid when he hasn't done much. But they're going to run the ball with whether it's him, Gus Edwards, whoever. And I just I don't think Odell is going to even if he plays well, I don't know if he can stay healthy all year. He is getting older, so I'm, I'm going to go under on that one. I will go under with you as well. A lot of it because of the health reasons, and he's another drama guy. So, um, yeah, I know, I know he got his Super Bowl, but his track record is drama still. And he has not gone over five seventy five in the last three years. So, I mean, I, 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 I don't see how you can play an over for Odell Beckham. How old is Odell? He's entering his thirty age thirty one season. Um, yeah, he'll be thirty one in November. So. A lot of miles on those tires, and this is a running yeah. football team. I'm on the under with you as well. Yeah. Here's a good one. Garrett Wilson in year number two for the New York football Jets and Aaron Rodgers. He is sitting at 1,150 yards, so that's a big step. Looking at Garrett Wilson last year, he had, with Zach Wilson in that quarterback situation, he had 1,100 yards. So do you think he goes – 47 more yards with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback? I want to say yes, just because he takes that step forward quarterback. But my gut is saying no, because I think it's going to take a bit for him and Rodgers. You know how Rodgers is with young receivers. So (laughs) as soon as he makes a mistake, he's on the shit list. And Rodgers got Lazard and Randall Cobb shipped into the team as well. So he's already got two favorite targets there that I think – Wilson's going to have to fight with to get those targets and those yards. I, I, I'm with you. Rogers is Rogers is a different cat. We, we say that every time on the show, he's a unique character, great talent. Um, but, but he's got a, he's got a different attitude. It's going to, it's going to take a minute. I will go under. I think he finishes around 1100 yards again, but it's a more efficient 1100 because I think they're more balanced, balanced offensively with the addition of the veterans. Um, I'm going to move over you, to another AS. Go ahead. You say he has a different attitude. I say it's a shitty attitude, but that's yeah. fine. <laughs> potato, I'm trying potato. to be nice. You should be nice to him. He left your division, and now it's open. Right. Yeah. Now, now you got Chicago Bears players in the media chirping at Jordan Love. So now they've yeah. opened up the rivalry again. So let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to another AFC team. This is an interesting one. We got the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson. His number one target is, unless DeAndre Hopkins signs, uh, Amari <laughs> Cooper. He is sitting at 950. What do you think of this one? That's tough. Um, I'm not a believer in Deshaun Watson, but Amari Cooper hit 1160 last year, so mm-hmm. I think he goes over 950. I, I like this too. Um, I'm going to go over as well in this one. He's gone over this number – um, well, actually, he has not gone over this three out of the last four years, but the one year in Dallas he didn't was 11. He had 1,114 yards, so he's right there. Um, and in those years in Dallas, he only played uh, 16 games versus the 17. So I think that additional game, I like Amari Cooper to go over that number. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go over 950 as well. No, he has gone over three out of four. What am I talking about? The one year in Dallas, he was 865. So, yeah, three out of the last four years he's been over. I will take over on Amari Cooper, and I'll transition into right into his former teammate because we were just talking about his years in Dallas. Uh, the reason, One of the reasons they moved on from him was they believed in CeeDee Lamb as a number one target. 
CeeDee Lamb is sitting at 1,100 yards. Uh, that's an auto under for me. Uh, just kidding. Uh, where, where are you going here, J-Mark? Um, yeah, this is a tough one because CeeDee Lamb's consistency is not what you would think. Yes, he had uh, 1359 last year, but that's where stretches where he had 100, 120, 126. Um, he had a game of 150. Otherwise, he had a lot of games where he was under 75 yards. So I'm going to go with the under here. This one kind of reeks. I think it's daring you to say the over because like, oh, my God, he had 1359 last year. He's going he's gonna to easily go over 1100. I'm going to go under as well. Um, they got Brandon Cooks there in Dallas now. I think they spread the ball and they've been very clear with Mike McCarthy. They want to run the football more. They thought one yeah. of the reasons why um, – they weren't able to achieve their goals where they wanted to be was they, they passed the ball too much. Um, which I actually somewhat agree with because I don't think Dak is the kind of guy that can get you to the promised land, which I've said over Agreed. and over again. So I, I do agree with the more run, run the shit out of the ball approach and open up the play action. Yep. Um, speaking of play action, here you go. Nick fortune in the chat, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, he's tight end. We'll say that for the tight end show. <laughs> But uh, t- Kyle Pitts' is over-under is on uh, on DraftKings right now, so go check that out. Another uh, guy that had a good rookie season, Chris Olave, is set at 1,000 and a half yards. Does he get over 1,000 yards, basically? I'm going to say yeah. I mean, Derek Carr in town, I think Derek Carr is probably underrated than what people give him credit for, so I'm going to say over. I, le- I like – I like Alave too. We saw what happened, uh, Devontae Adams, when we talked about why he was our number one receiver. Card's going to target his number one receivers uh, yeah. early and often. I think Alave takes a step forward as well. Man, Ohio State has had some good wide receivers. Him, Garrett Wilson, Terry McLaurin. Um, God, the list goes <laughs> on. Michael Thomas, is he going to play this year? Who knows? Probably three games, and then he's out. <laughs> I agree with you there. Uh, another guy moving along down the list in the NFC South. Got Mike Evans here. Um, he's sitting at 925 and a half, which is obviously low for Mike Evans. We talked about his consistency, but he doesn't have a quarterback now. So now he's all of a sudden Terry McLaurin uh, in a Terry McLaurin situation. Well, what do you think? 925? Is, is that too low? It seems like it, but. It's also Baker Mayfield. It's hard to trust Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, but I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to say Evan stays in this top 10 list by going over a thousand yards again and showing that it doesn't matter who's throwing to him. I agree with you. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay over. I think this is an overreaction. I think Baker did play better in LA down the stretch. I thought, and like you said, when you were giving your analysis on why Mike Evans is a top 10 wide receiver, Nine straight years of a thousand yards. I mean, that's Mr. Consistency. He's been Mr. Durability there in Tampa Bay as well. I think he's able to stay healthy and get over that number. I'm intrigued on your on this next one because this is a kind of a team and player that we've been high on in the offseason. DK Metcalf for the Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith, not Russell Wilson at quarterback. Only nine, only nine fifty and a half. Is that a little low? Um he had 1,048 last year. They yeah. did um, draft Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's going to take some targets and yards away. Tyler Lockett is still pretty good, and I think they're going to run the ball a lot. So 
I think I'm going to go with the under, even though it seems low. I think I'm taking the under on this one. Yeah, I think this one is another one that reeks. It's daring you to take the over because you're saying three straight years he's been over. But I also think with Metcalf, it's 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 how he gets his receiving yards is what sticks in our brains. Like everything with him is physical. I, he just yeah. he wants to beat the shit out of you. Like <laughs> instead of going out of bounds, he's going to try and run you over. So it's like it sticks in your head. Like he'll get he'll have a four reception game for 60 yards. And it's like, oh, man, Metcalf killed us. He must have had nine catches for like a buck, a buck 25. And it's like, no, he only had four for 60. But he <laughs> leaves an impact on when he uh, when he wants to uh uh, put his thumbprint on the game. I'm laughing at the chat right now with Nick Fortune. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's move along from DK Metcalf. Oh, this is a good one right here. Coming off the suspension, number one in Jacksonville, number one in our hearts over at SGBN too. Uh, <laughs> Calvin Ridley, <laughs> nine hundred over under. Oh man, this one's tough. This one I yeah. would probably stay away from, but. I'm going to go with the over. I think that Trevor Lawrence is an ascending quarterback. Um, he could be a guy that easily makes his way into the upper escalon of quarterbacks. So um, I'm going to go over here. I think Ridley's going to show that he still is a very talented guy. As long as he stays on the field, he's going to be a talented wide receiver for them. Yeah, and his last year in Atlanta with Matt Ryan, of all people, uh, he had almost 1,400 yards and all the reports out of camp that he looks like a number one receiver. He's back to his old form, and he should have fresh legs. I mean, all he did yeah. was gamble for a whole year, so he should be <laughs> plenty of fresh. <laughs> the commander's next quarterback, Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> who, who are the commanders? Um, <laughs> shout out to Colby Dant, host of the College Football Experience and the XFL Gambling Podcast um, and USFL Gambling Podcast. Moving along, we got Stefan Diggs here. <laughs> Uh, 1,125 yards here. I would bank right now that he's going to put a bad taste in everybody's mouth and take the under. I agree. I mean, I don't, I, I can't take the over. I know he's talent-wise. Yes, this is an auto play on the over. But there's more than just talent that we're dealing with here. Um, it's extremely low. He hasn't come close to going under this in three years, but they're telling you there's some drama there. I'll go under 1,125 as well with Stefan Diggs. I don't think uh, Sean McDermott's a guy that will put up with BS for long. I agree. No, he's not into all that bullshit. So, yeah. Um, and they have other options. Another one here that uh, uh, our number one wide receiver, Devontae Adams, 1,300 yards. Big quarterback questions, clearly. Uh, Jimmy G, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gosh, that's hard because you, you, a you don't know who's throwing to him. But if Jimmy G is healthy, I think you have to take the over here. Jimmy G is a consistent quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's not he's not like a great quarterback, but he's not bad, and he's never had a wide receiver like Devontae Adams. So uh, I think he could hit the over here if Jimmy G's healthy. I would wait on this one. I think wait to I, see. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm looking back because I know Rogers had the collarbone. Um, year where he missed uh, i think it was like eight nine games that was 2017 that year Devonte adams only had 885 yards so a clear dip in his production but he also was not the same guy at that time mm -hmm. i'll go under with you as of right now just because of the unknown but so, do you remember who broke aaron Rodgers' quarterback 
It was the what team? Was it the Vikings? It was the Bears. <laughs> I thought the he he broke it twice. Actually, he's, right? I was gonna say yeah, he's had two breaks. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Is that in your guys' uh, franchise history? Like uh, dialogue <laughs> yeah. broke it, yep. broke Aaron Rodgers' collarbone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of Minnesota Vikings, uh, our number two on the list, Justin Jefferson. He's sitting at thirteen fifty and a half right now. Yeah, he had eighteen oh nine last year. And Adam Thielen, <laughs> yeah, Adam Thielen's out. Uh, Jordan Addison is in, but I still, I think Jefferson still gets his. So I like the over. Yeah, I I can't take the under on him, man. They throw him the ball every play, and Kirk Kirk right. loves him, like you said. Uh, here, here's your number one. Uh, DJ Moore, eight hundred and a half. Does DJ Moore get it going in Chi Town with Justin Fields? Hit the over, yeah. <laughs> thousand yard receiver. I don't remember the last time the Bears have had a thousand yard receiver. So give Probably me Devin give Hester. me DJ Moore to do it. <laughs> Devin Hester. <laughs> uh skip skip it along down here. No, we don't need to do him. He's not very good. Uh oh, Tyreek Hill the cheat a thirteen hundred and a half. Oh, I I'll go over with you too on DJ Moore. Yeah. I th- I think he's gonna be a thousand yard receiver. I'm with you. Um, I'm trying to Google real quick the last Bears receiver to have a thousand yards. Uh, it was hey, Marty. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Allen Robinson should have known that. It was Allen Robinson. It was Allen Robinson. I'm a yep. I'm, I'm a dumbass for saying that because then my computer started talking in my earphones. Uh, oh. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm like I forgot that. Uh, yeah, they actually <laughs> listen to you. So right. Yeah, don't 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 say that don't in, say in your headphone. Don't call her name, or otherwise That's I won't hilarious. be able to hear you on the show. <laughs> yeah. Before that, though, it was Marty Booker. So that was quite a while ago. So. Um, he asked Tyreek Hill, "What was his again?" Sorry, I got thirteen hundred. 1300 um i think he hits the over he you know and and you also have to consider he said he's retiring at the end of this contract so he doesn't have a lot of years left if the, if he sticks to that so i think he continues to put up numbers yeah i forgot he did say that he was going to retire here soon that cheetah being cheetah um I, i'm with you over I, I liked it. The I liked the scheme of that Miami Dolphins offense with uh, Mike McDaniel, get creative ways to get him the ball. Whether and, and he's another guy you can dump it to him for two yards and he'll turn it into an eighty yard gain to the yeah, house for sure. because of his speed. So he, I think you can get some cheap yards with Tyree Kill just because of his breakaway speed. Um. Oh, guy that I was bullish on. He he. I think he can make my top ten next year. Armand St. Brown, 999 and a half yards over under. I want to say under, but I think he'll probably hit the over. He had 1161 last year. I don't see him taking a step backward. I'm with you. I'm on the over. I I think that this Dolphin, or not Dolphins, we just talked about the Dolphins. The Lions are good offensively. Yeah. I, I think that even, even their three and 14 year, two years ago, they showed flashes last year, took it to another level. Ben Johnson's going to be a hot commodity. Um, needs to have a big year show, show, uh, show off that offense one more year so he can get a head coaching job. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take the over here. Yeah. Cooper cup, 1250. This, this, this hinges all an injury. If he's healthy. Yeah. Probably the over, right? Yep. Agreed. So I guess by default, if we had to give out a pick, it'd be the over. Yeah, I think so. I think um, 
there are certain players that you are like, well, I'm pretty sure they'll get injured. So you take the under, but I don't think Cooper cups, one of them, you know, he just had that one year of an injury. I think he bounces back. I agree. Um, another elite receiver here, Jamar chase, 1275. Take the over. I like the over on this one. Yeah. You know, I, I need to go back and look real quick. What Jamar chase statistically in the regular season, I know he's a monster in the playoffs. Um, I mean, he took, he did take a step back. He did miss those four or five games that got him back to a thousand. I'm going to go the over. I'm with you. I just I don't see the. I said last year the Bengals if they're going to take a step back it'd be last year and they were just as good back in the AFC Championship. So I'm just going to keep trusting that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins uh, team, uh, AJ Brown, uh, one thousand fifty and a half yards. I like the over. I like the I like the over as well. Um, this is like the running backs. We take the over on almost all of them. Yeah, which which means they're all going to go under, <laughs> right? That's exactly what I told Rod last week. Like, I think this means we're going. They're going under. <laughs> yeah, I I just I I think it's year two in the system. I always like to favor year two versus year one. So I like AJ Brown to continue the momentum of what he established in Philly, and I just saw the other Philly wide receiver, Devonte Smith. His is set at. I just saw it. Why am I not seeing it anymore? They took it off. Oh, 975 and a half. Mm. So did That's they both re- repeat the success? I think somebody's got to take a step back from their yardage. So I'm going to take Smith to do that. I'm going to take it to be their rushing attack. Yeah. I think well, that I, I think that they're going to continue to try and throw the ball more with Jalen Hurts and prove that he's an elite guy. I've changing the coordinator. I think that they I, last time that they um, Nick Sirianni was more involved in the play calling, they threw the ball more early in Jalen Hurts. I think they're going to throw the ball more this year than they have in the past. Um, I'll go. I'll go the over as well. Um, or no, you were on the under. I was on the under. Yep. I That's all right. We needed one. We disagreed on. There we go. Um, <laughs> all right. The final wide receiver we'll do today: Scary Terry, eight seventy-five and a half. Disrespectful. <laughs> Take the over. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he's not going to have worse quarterback play than he's had in the last three years. I mean, Sam Howell. He, I'm not saying he's going to be Patrick Mahomes, but I, I, I think that he's he's going to just be a solid, solid, uh, solid option and continue his success. And I think, um, I think he has another thousand yard receiving season. Eric Bieniemy finds ways to get him open and get some easy yards, kind of like Tyree Kill. With uh with the screen game, so I I'm going over here. If I had my my favorite one, this is it. He's going over. He he's going back into the uh four digits this year. Yeah, Sam Howell's probably closer to uh, Mitch Trubisky than Patrick Mahomes, but that's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, there's not many that are close to Patrick Mahomes, right? So it's yeah, not personal. Yep. Um, but you know, even Mitch Trubisky had a, a receiver with a thousand yards, so. Um, yeah, I, I think McLaurin easily hits this, especially if Matt Ryan's the quarterback. So yeah, yeah, Matt Ryan. <laughs> hey, he had Calvin Ridley going. So exactly yeah, that that'll uh that'll, that'll wrap it up for our uh, receivers. I'm sure we will do tight ends, and we we definitely need to do offensive line because I know everybody wants to talk <laughs> offensive line rankings. Um, there you go. 
But yeah, uh, we we're like you said. We how many weeks do we have left? We have. I, th- I had it just up. I think it's twelve weeks till NFL Sundays um, return, which means we are eleven weeks and two days from Lions Chiefs Thursday night, and preseason will be here before you know it, and we'll be here every step of the way. So before we get up on out of here, J Mark, tell everybody where to find you. Yep, follow me on Twitter at J Mark Football. Put everything up there. Yep, same here, at Moneyline underscore Mac. And, yeah, look forward to uh, continuing the discussion as we get closer and closer every single day to training camp. And uh, good luck with whatever you're betting on nowadays, baseball. Go check out the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, a lot of good draft content as well for the NBA. That That's uh, set to begin later this week. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to let it ride, and we'll see you guys next week.